show, everyone. My name is Jacob, and I'm a sports guy. My name is Tim, and I'm not a sports guy. You're also not a Nets fan, right? <laughs> I'm not legally bound to the Nets anymore. Not anymore. Have they put I, you I out of my your allegiance. misery? <laughs> I swore my allegiance to the Nets uh, till the end of the season, and their season is over. So, so now you're free. You're a free agent. Basically. I'm a free agent. So now you can sign anywhere. Yep. What team, if you could sign with any team right now for the rest of the playoffs, what team are you going to sign you, with? You know the answer to that question. I'll let you I answer do. that question. The Grizzlies. Man. Grizzlies. They're Grizzlies. Stop. What? What? <laughs> Dude, that jaw dunk. Tell me about... Okay, so... You know what, Tim? You were on vacation the past few days. You're back. I, I want to hear how your vacation went. Tell the listeners. You you were, it, to them, they didn't even know you were gone. But you're back now. You didn't get to witness the jaw dunk live, I'm assuming, because you were busy out on vacation, dude. So so how are well, you? I'm, let's. I watched some games. You did. You sent us a picture of uh, y'all were eating dinner one night, and you sent a picture. There was a TV up, had a game on, so you did get to watch some b-ball. I did. I, in fact, I watched the game that you're referring to. I, I, well, I watched part of it. I did not get to see the whole game. I, I could have, but I only watched the last quarter of that game as well as the last you. quarter of the last game. Don't, of don't the- say it. Don't say it. Hogs game. I watched that disaster oh, unfold. I just threw up. Um, so I did not get to see the dunk, but I did watch the Grizzlies put on a, a wonderful performance in uh, the Timberwolves too. Two. It's been a, it's been a <laughs> great series so far. What's the series called? The Battle of the Forest Land. Woodland. What do we call the it? The Woodland. Know. The Battle of the Forest. Battle of the Woodland. <laughs> oh so. my goodness, man. But but are you you have you come back from your vacation recharged? Do you feel like you you got some time away from from everything and at work and just normal every day to day life? Are you excited to be back with your little old boy there? What was that last part? Um, <clears throat> to be back with your your baby boy, old Crossbones. Yes. <laughs> yes, I I feel recharged. My wife and I took a first trip away f- from our kid. First time, wow. We spent uh, a, a night away. We spent three nights away actually. He was in good hands though. Don't worry, my dog Hank took good care of him. I and <laughs> and his grandmother. She was here too. Um, Hank's grandmother or Crosby's? <laughs> well, both. I mean, LB is what we call her. All right. Uh, LB is is Hank's grandmother too. He's part of the family. So. Oh. But um, yeah, no, I feel very recharged. Um, just a nice little quick three day trip to the beach. Heck yeah! Um, I did. I did unfortunately w- witness the the Nets be removed from oh. the playoff series. Hmm. Which let's just talk about that real quick. Not only did the Nets you know fall out, but so did the Hawks. And if you'll recall, you know, a couple of episodes back, we made like a prediction bracket. Mm, I had I both of those that. teams moving forward. So I'm off to a 
phenomenal start. Let's just say that also had the Suns making their way through, which I mean, they're still in it, but the Pelicans coming out of nowhere. I don't, I just, I feel like I stand no chance of making any points in this, uh, this last weekly wager, this monthly wager, (laughs) whatever we want to call it. I, uh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm sad to see the Hawks go. I'm sad to see the Nets go as well. I mean, that was our team. Whenever we spun the wheel at the beginning of the season, we got the Nets. I was almost like confident we were going to be rooting for a NBA Finals team. Like I thought they were going to make it. That was I the had them going all the way. I literally had them winning the <laughs> championship, Jacob. Yeah, like I don't know if you remember that, but I literally <laughs> said. They were the only team that got swept in the first round, though. Oh, my gosh. Dude, It's it was a train wreck. Look up train wreck in a dictionary, and it is the picture of the Nets this year. It was... Well, how about this? Look up roller coaster. That's a picture of the Nets. And then a train roller coaster wrecks. accident. Yes, there you go. A train then, collides with a roller coaster. It's the picture of this year's oh. Nets. I mean, they made it to the playoffs. They weren't. Well, I guess that's the roller coaster uh, part of it, right? Like they, yes. there was a lot of uh, elements where we thought, hey, maybe they they actually can survive. They can come back from this. Yeah. Uh, and then that did not happen. They they couldn't they couldn't bounce back. But like I was saying, you know, it's sad to see the Hawks go. Sad to see the Nets go. But luckily for me, I had predicted the Heat to win. So like. Most of the time, I was upset that the Hawks were losing, but still, in the back of my head, I was like, "But I did go Heat. I did predict Heat to win." So, I did kind of, I I did well on that aspect of our bracket. The Heat won. Un- unfortunately, the Nets were eliminated. Um, but what also sucks is I voted for the Nets to beat the Bucks in round two. <laughs> so, Nets. I'm not going to make any sort of money for the weekly wager on that round of the the lower bracket on the eastern side but I've, I've still got some teams on the other matchups that could help me earn some points here um but yeah there's there's no telling what can happen that's that's the beauty of nba playoffs though it's really the beauty of any sort of playoffs of really any sports so <clears throat> but but yeah so Welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode 24 of the Not a Sports Guy podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in, sticking along with us throughout the entire season into the playoffs. And uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere at Not Twitter, a Sports Guy podcast. Friendster. <laughs> LinkedIn. We're Ooh, everywhere. We got a LinkedIn. <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, baby. That's where you can find us. Today's show looks like this. We have overrated, underrated, where Tim will be answering some questions for us. Oh, snap. I've been given no heads up for this episode because I was (laughs) on vacation. I literally got back like three hours ago. So We hit the record button, and Jacob's like, (laughs) here's what's happening. So let's do it. But continue with the rest of the schedule. We have NBA recap, and then that's it. So All right. <laughs> I did want to throw in a, 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 you know, a familiar segment here because the past few weeks, the shows looked a little different and I want to kind of add back in some familiar territory, uh, territory, territory. territory. <laughs> for our audience. So 
without further ado, let's jump into overrated or underrated. All right, Tim, this version of overrated, underrated is going to be a playoff edition. I'm going to give you four players' names. You tell me, are they overrated or underrated? I want you to take into account the recent playoff games, um, and, and maybe that can help you decide. Are they overrated? Because here they are in this playoff environment, and they couldn't live up to the hype. Oh, am I strictly rating them based off their playoff performance or just I'm adding that to their overall? Yes. Add that mm-hmm. to their overall view here um, because some of uh-huh. these players, um, you know, might be underrated and uh, they come into the playoffs and absolutely kill it. And, and you're, you know, wow, we weren't really expecting this. Or we can say, hey, they were they were hyped up all season long just to get to the playoffs to suck it up they're overrated or they, you know, they may be accurately rated at this moment. We'll let you be the judge of that. So first player for you to judge, are they overrated or underrated? (laughs) Are they overrated or underrated? It is Trey young for the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to say he is underrated. All right. Um, I, th- I mean, I think he's a great player. I don't really think that he has necessarily underperformed in the playoffs. I think you and I were talking uh, off mic a little bit earlier that the Hawks have nobody but Trey Young. I mean, I'm not dissing anybody on the team, but right. because he's kind of their only superstar, he, he gets all of the attention, all the defensive attention kind of flocks to him and they shut right. him. Like he's unfortunately, because he's, he is such a great player. He gets locked down uh, and doesn't have like a team that can necessarily support him or spread that defense a little bit thinner. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think that's a discredit to him. Right. Um, and when he had the freedom to move, you know, I think he played well. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I, I guess you could look at it differently though, because if he were, you know, a better player, maybe he'd get through mm-hmm. the defense. But I mean, I really, I, yeah. I really don't think that. I mean, you know, his size has a lot to do with it as well. He's just not that's a bigger true. guy, and that's. I mean, there's, I, that's not his fault, right? I think he right. plays well with what he's been given. You know, I, I agree. I mean, I will say this: I've I've pulled up some Trey Young stats from this series against the Heat. Um. The first night against the Heat, he only had eight points. He went one for 12, 0 for 7 from three. That was arguably one of his worst games that he's played this season. Um, So definitely underperformed there. But what Uh, about like rebounds and uh, assists? Six rebounds, four assists. Mm, So it'd be different if he had like 10 assists, you know, but still on the lower side of assists here. But game... Two and three, he came back, put up 25 in game two with six assists. He put up 24 in game three with uh, eight assists. And excuse me, for game two, he had seven assists, not six. Um, and then game five, he came out, or uh, let's see, game four, he came out with only nine points, five assists. And then 
the final game of the series. He had 11 points, six assists. But I want to to talk about this specifically, and I and I agree with you. He they they need more pieces. DeAndre Hunter stepped up big time in big this time. big time. I mean, I think he dropped um, 35 in the last game. I'll be honest with you, I don't even remember seeing him really all regular season. I wouldn't have if you had given me his name, wouldn't mm-hmm. have told you. That well, see, that's good. another thing. You're the not a sports guy, Tim. You're not familiar with some of these players' names. Um Yeah, and- but I mean, but even that being the case, like I could have told you probably five or six Hawks players, and he was not one of them, right? Wow. So I mean he was he wasn't one of the starting five. I mean, I don't not typically throughout the well, regular season. He had he had come back from injury at, oh, okay. at a certain point. So okay. he was out for a little while this season. But once he came back from injury and got back into it, he was part of the starting five, okay. especially for this playoff series. And for for if he's healthy, he's part of the starting lineup for the Hawks. Um, like I said, he was hurt for some of it. That's probably why you weren't super familiar. Uh, with him but he stepped up big time I think he's a great piece but I think they need another superstar next to him like they need someone that is so much of a threat that they don't double team Trey Young every time you Mm -hmm. know like they just I don't know I don't know what kind of player they need they need someone that can also kind of go up the court and call plays and and be a menace at the same time you know because obviously they know they know Trey Young's a threat from deep and being that he's a threat from deep, I think it's pretty surprising. Let me read you off some of his three-point stats here from this series against the Heat. He went 0 for 7 the first night. He went 2 for 10 the second night. 2 for 6 the third night. Fourth night, 3 for 10. And then the last game, he went 0 for 5 from, from three-point range. That's his thing. He's a three-point shooter. He can also drive. I mean, don't get me wrong. He can drive, and he is scary in the paint, similar to John Morant. But you take away his three-pointer. I mean, that's that's a huge right. part of his game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I think he just had a bad series. I think the Heat are really talented defensively. I think they've got some really good players on there that are. You know, going to shut down your key defender, and you're going to have to have that second piece to really get past the the Heat here. Um, but is that Trey Young's fault? I don't. I don't think so. I think the Heat or the uh, Hawks just need a, a a bigger second piece for him uh, to be able to be successful all the way through. Um, you know, he he tried to do it by himself last year. He they made it all the way to the Eastern Finals, got beat by the Bucks. But with all that to say. You know, Trey Young still might be a little bit underrated. Next up, Tim, is Jason Tatum overrated or underrated? Mm. Well, going back to when we first started doing this segment, I mentioned that I'm not really super or super into like social media. I don't keep up mm-hmm. enough to know where he is generally rated, but I will say, obviously, the Celtics have come out. I mean, really, not even just the playoffs. Like, it really should be no surprise that they that, that they were the only team to sweep another so far. I mean, they played phenomenally. Jason Tatum right. led that team. I don't think, though, that being said, I don't think it is a, a Jason Tatum show. Um, I think he's got a great team. Marcus Smart, obviously, Defensive Player of the Year. Right. Um, Jalen Brown. You, I mean, you've got to give – it's not it's – not, 
it's not the Bucks. It's not Giannis and the Bucks, right? right this is right. the Celtics as a whole. I so I don't know. I mean, I, maybe he's properly rated. I, again, I don't know where people are kind of talking about Jason Tatum. But I don't think of the Celtics and automatically think of him. If that really? answers the question, really? No. In fact, for whatever reason, I don't. I mean, Marcus Smart is honestly the first person who normally pops in my mind when you interest throughout the Celtics. Wow. And I think that is because the games that I've seen with them, he is, a, you know, whether or not he's leading them mm-hmm. in points or what have you, maybe, maybe that's not the case, right? But he is a kind of a coach. You know, mm. he's an older player, I know. Right. Um, he, he kind of, I, I just see him kind of playing that, filling that role, right? Okay. And so to me, it's kind of Marcus Smart's team, so. Wow. Very interesting take, guys. I mean, this is the not a sports guy. This is what I'm loving about this podcast is that we're getting to get this side of a new sports fan who comes in without really paying attention or knowing much about the NBA. Like, I feel like it's widely known that this that Jason Tatum is like the franchise player for the Celtics. Like when I think Celtics, I think Jason Tatum. And I think that's pretty widely also like, you know, a thing many people think. But it's it's interesting to hear that like when you think Celtics, you think Marcus Smart, and you bring up great points though. Like he he definitely is an in-game leader. He's definitely talented. He's defensive player of the year, all that kind of stuff. So super interesting. I I Kind of agree with you on Jason Tatum. He might be appropriately rated. If anything, he might be a little underrated because I don't think he's taken necessarily as seriously as some of these other upper echelon players. Um, I was even seeing that one analyst had had said, you know, are we watching Jason Tatum overtake KD as like a a better player than KD Mm. live? Like right now, did we just watch it happen? Because he was able to lead the Celtics with Marcus Smart. Like you said, the Celtics are very much a well-established team. It's not. It's not like like you said, Giannis and the Bucks. It's not just Jason Tatum or Marcus Smart and the Celtics. It's it's there. There's a full cast there. Um, but they're arguing. Did we just see Jason Tatum overtake KD? I don't know. That's really I, interesting. I like that take. <laughs> oh, I know you like that take. Golly, I don't know what it is about. KD, man, <laughs> but we'll get there, I guess. Right. So I may say Jason Tatum's a little underrated. I'm, I think after this, I'm, I'm excited to see what the Celtics can do here because they're about to go up against the Bucks in the second round. Can they get through the Bucks? I think that is going to be probably a very defining moment for the Celtics and these young stars and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think it'll be a very defining moment if they can make it through the Bucks cuz I think they I don't know cuz I'm trying to think who would they put up against Giannis cuz they don't really maybe Robert Williams maybe Jason Tatum can jump in I don't know we'll see we'll see cuz Giannis he Giannis doesn't have off nights you know so you've really got to work hard to get him to uh to be silent so it'll be exciting to see where the Celtics go from here Next up, Tim, is Kyrie Irving overrated or underrated? <laughs> well, if we were if we were playing this game based on the playoffs alone, I would right. absolutely say he's overrated. 
that being said, I I don't know that he did terribly. I just think the the Nets as a whole just could not figure out the chemistry. Yep. Um. But I mean, he's a part of that, right? Um, right. I don't know, man. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I, I think from the outside looking in, I had high expectations for Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Really, he never came out and just blew me away. Even on his that, like 50 point nights. I mean, yeah, he had a, a few phenomenal evenings. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, all in all, I, maybe my expectations were just set too high. That's not maybe you so. know, fair to him, but I just, you know, I heard a lot of positive things about Kyrie. I thought this was the piece that we were missing. Mm-hmm. He started playing away games didn't make too much of a change. Then when he came back to Brooklyn, that was a disappointment. And then we had the playoffs and, you know, yes, he had a few great games, but not when it counted. (laughs) I've got his stats pulled up from this Celtics series. Game one puts up 39. Great night for Kyrie. Night two, 10 points with one assist. Game three, 16 points, nine assists. So nine assists, that's pretty solid. It kind of makes up for not having too high points. And then Celtics, he puts up 20 points. Or uh, Celtics. Game four, 20 points, five assists. And look at these minutes. He's putting up 45 minutes in the last game, 43 minutes in game three. Four. I mean, he's playing literally all game, it, so, it seems like. And, uh, I mean, really other than that game one and, and to kind of combat this, cause you know, it's, it's really in, in Brooklyn, it's the KD and Kyrie show, you know? So maybe if Kyrie's not putting up a bunch of points, maybe we got KD putting up 30, 40 a night. No, well, KD game one, put up 23 game two, 27 game, game three, 16 game four, put up 39. Really when you're looking at KD and Kyrie, like, Sure, KD has a 39-point game in Game 4. Kyrie has a 39-point game in Game 1. But when you when you look at these games, it's like, especially in the playoffs, you need, I mean, you need people popping off. You need people putting up a bunch of points. You need your stars to show up and play their part. And it just never seemed like, you know, like I said, there may be one game here and there where one of those players really, you know, did well. Let me let me show you right here. Jason Tatum stats from this series. And again, I'm I know I'm harping on points and it's not just about points. But Jason Tatum, game one, 31 points, eight assists. Game two, 19 points, but he had 10 assists. So there you go. Had a double double that night. Game three. 39 points, six assists. Game four, 29 points, five assists. I mean, he's showing, he only had, and and guess what? 29 points against the Nets in game four, and he fouled out and didn't play for like the remaining four or five minutes or so. He could have easily had in the 30s. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got a guy stepping up, hitting hitting shots, playing well every, every night. The Nets just didn't have that, you know? So... Ultimately, with all of this being said, where would you rate Kyrie right now? Is he overrated or underrated? I would say he's a little overrated. I mean, 
more than anything, he's just lacking the consistency, you know? Do you think maybe at this point in his career he's a little overrated? Yeah, I mean, if he can't bring any kind of stability to the Nets, he's a great player when he plays well, but when he's not, what is he adding to the team, you know? Mm -hmm. To have 10 points and how many rebounds on game two? Like, it's just, we need you to be better. He had 10 points and one assist. One assist, yeah. I mean, it's just... that thanks, <laughs> but but what are you what are you really contributing to the team? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like like I said, it's just, and I don't think that yeah yeah it, you you mentioned like it's the Kyrie and KD show, but are they just playing this game where it's one or the other? Like let's both play together well and see what happens then. But if we can't get that piece, it's pointless. Do you think next season if they come back together here in Brooklyn, maybe they add a few more pieces, maybe they. You know, ben maybe Simmons Ben Simmons. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, do you think that they could actually be a good team next year? I don't know, man. I don't. I really don't <laughs> know. I, I'm. I. I don't want to be like a bandwagon fan, right? And I don't want to just say, "Well, the Nets let me down this year," so I don't want to care for them. But I feel like they had, if they had all the pieces there this season and it just Mm -hmm. didn't work i don't i don't know i don't want to speculate on what could be i mean let's what we have right now should work and it's not so i don't know yeah i mean i'm i'm gonna still say that Kyrie is appropriately rated i'm not gonna say he's overrated I, i still think that he's he got he's got something to offer for the nets i mean i'm looking at some of his previous game Points and I mean he's put up in in the Cav uh, in the Cavs play in tournament game he had thirty four and 12, 12 assists there thirty four points I mean that he showed up to that game pretty big um, and then some of the previous games I mean I think this this year alone is a really hard year to kind of look at because he only played twenty nine games this season um, and you know usually he's out here playing anywhere from sixty seven to like seventy two games. Uh, you know, per season, which, you know, pretty decent. I don't think he's ever put up a full 82 game season, but you know, that's okay. He's, he's doing what he can. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this was just a weird season. You know, he couldn't play for half of it. He's trying to come back in. Um, you know, I, I think if, if we can have him for a full season next year, I, I don't know. Maybe him and KD can make something special in Brooklyn, but this year was just it, there was just too much going on, dude. Too much going on with the Nets all season. So it, it was destined for it to end this way. All right, let's go on to our last player here. Maybe I'm, I'm interested to see if you have something to say about this guy. Uh, Tim, is Carl Anthony Towns overrated or underrated? Mm, I did not expect you to. Say his name. I mean, going off of my personal experience, Mm -hmm. he's underrated. He, I didn't know. I mean, we've talked about him. His name has kind of come up here and there. Right. I haven't paid that close of attention, though. Right. And, you know, obviously, I've been watching him in the playoffs, and he is a leader on. His team, do I like him? No, but that's simply because I'm a Grizzlies. You know, well, <laughs> oh, I want to slip up Grizzlies. there. Yeah, 
well, I've, I've been rooting for the Grizzlies through that series. I'll just say that. Um, look, it's no surprise. I, I'm a big yeah. John Morant fan here at this point. Right. I like the Grizzlies. Um, I mean, I would uh, I, again. I I can't say is he one way or the other because I don't know where people are placing him in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. But he has set, certainly surprised me and, and impressed me. He's a he's a great player. Yeah, clearly. Um, I mean, I guess there's also Anthony Edwards, right, on the Timberwolves, Ooh, who is yes, arguably the the second superstar. But he, I mean, in my opinion, the cat is far above Anthony Edwards, honestly. Really, now, and that's that's no diss to him. I just think Carl Anthony Towns is just a better player. I mean, he was great, great to watch. Yeah, yeah, I uh. I mean, I think that he's still in it. I'm sorry. I don't want to say he was, they still got got a chance. (laughs) I wonder if some people would think that was a hot take that cat is better than Anthony Edwards. I mean, I don't know. Maybe at this point in their careers, Carl Anthony Towns is like a better player, but Anthony Edwards, dude, he is, he is making like, he already had made a name for himself. You know, he was, you know, first overall pick in the 2020 draft coming out of the University of Georgia, I might add. Um, mm. But Carl Anthony Towns, he's a seasoned vet. He also, yeah, and I don't was and again, a number I don't one mean pick. To, okay, and I'm not, I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to say that he's like. I'm just saying that he's made a more dominant presence strictly in the playoff season. I've just seen okay. him like far more than Anthony Edwards. He's making a bigger splash. He's he's making bigger ripples in the water based okay. on my experience alone. I'm not saying that there's any, like we shouldn't pay attention to Anthony Edwards. Right, Just right. my, my exposure to their team in general has been very limited and it's just to this playoffs effectively this playoff series. And I, I just, I've seen him make far bigger of an impact. And, yeah. and that being said, I've seen Anthony Edwards also make an impact in the series as well. Don't get me wrong. Right. No, yeah, so. and, and and I hear you there. I will say, out of the five games that uh, out of this Grizzlies Timberwolves series, out of the five games, Cat has dropped a double double in four of them. Um, you know, obviously he is their big man, so he's getting rebounds left and right. So you know, he's got twelve rebounds here, fourteen there, eleven here, thirteen there. Uh, but you know. He had one down game in game three, really wasn't there. I mean, even in game two, he, he was there, not making as big of a splash, but in games, uh, game one put up 29 and 13 rebounds. Uh, in game four, he had 33 points, 14 rebounds, and in game five had 28 points and 12 rebounds. I mean, I I mean, I've really I haven't enjoyed watching basketball as much as I have watching this Timberwolves Grizzly series like this I would this was a series that I didn't expect to be such a fun series but dude I'm like glued to the screen every time their game is up um I have just so much enjoy like this it's crazy because I could see the Timberwolves winning the series I could see them taking the series on the Grizzlies I don't do I think they will no I think you know, the, the win last night, like if they would have beat the Grizzlies last night in Memphis. And again, when you're listening to this on Friday, you know, it's going to be, the days are going to be all mixed up, but when they played in Memphis for game five, 
if they if Timberwolves could have won that game, I would have probably leaned on the side of Timberwolves taking the series because they are going to go back to Minnesota now and have a game. And if they would have gone in with, you know, an advantage, a game up in the series going back to Minnesota, I feel like they could have ended it there. But mm-hmm. they're going back to Minnesota down a game. I think I think Grizzlies will end it here. Uh, but I would not be surprised if it goes to game seven. So, yeah, um, I, I will kind of wrap up the conversation with him with with this one note. And again, I, I'm not going to give you a definitive overrated or underrated just because I don't I, I, I can't say. But and I think this is where we saw the Nets fall, fall or fail. And this is where we saw the Hawks fail. I so far and I've I've watched pretty much only those three series, right? I've watched, okay. I've been rooting for the Hawks, been rooting for the Nets, and I've been rooting for the Grizzlies. I haven't paid too close of attention of any of the other series so far. Mm-hmm. I've watched a game here and there, but nobody outside of maybe Jaw has wanted it more than Carl Anthony Towns. That is mm. one thing I will say. That man wants this victory so bad. Yeah. If nothing else... Like, I will give him that. Again, I don't want to root for him, but he is hungry to win. Is he hungry like the Timberwolves? What was that? <laughs> you don't know the song Hungry Like a Wolf? Or I think that's no. what it's called. I've never heard it. That was strange. <laughs> Hopefully someone out there kind of gets that one. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will round out the conversation as well, saying that... Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, I'll say he's a little underrated. I think he gets the props where he deserves, but I think he's he's underrated. He's definitely shown uh, the grit that he has in this series, and you know I'm excited to watch the end of it. it it'll kind of be sad to see either one of these teams go from the playoffs because this series has, series has been so much fun. Uh, but there you go. There you have it, everybody. That is overrated or underrated playoff edition. Thank you, Tim, for playing along. And before we get into the NBA recap and cover some... No, I'm going to finish what I was saying. Before we get to the NBA recap and finish some more playoff talk, we'll be back after this break. Sup. What was that last part you said? I said sup. (laughs) <laughs> oh, did you say so or sup? Sup, you know? Oh, there you go. I like that better. Like, what's up? Yeah. You like sup. my new hoodie? Got that on vacation also. It's a little blurry. Oh, what? Oh. You got some new Crocs? Some new Crocs. Oh, man. It's classic black. All I had was gray before that. Is it the regular Croc style? Or it looks like it's a little bit of a... Okay, the okay. Advanced. It's oh. got the... I see that. He's got the ribs. He's got the advanced croc, y'all. Watch out. <laughs> I've only got one pair of crocs, but dude, they uh they've lasted, dude. They they've they can They're go through the shoes. terrain. I put them yeah. in sport mode. Wouldn't you ever to. wear yours in sport mode? Mm, I've never had a need to, but I'm I'm about it. If you need if it if the you know situation <laughs> arises. Let me tell you though, they are durable and they last, and I don't plan to get rid of my original, well, these, this is actually my third pair of Crocs. I will say the first Ooh. pair shrunk in the heat. Ooh. Do not let your Crocs sit in the sunlight for too long. They will shrink. There you go. There's some advice. But this is my everybody. second pair that I can, that 
fit me. Um, the first <laughs> pair that I have, the the one that's last, my second pair. Gosh, whatever. But Which the pair, pair are we talking had, about, Tim? The original. Okay. Pair number two, which is the only pair that fits me prior okay. to these. They're gray. They, they, nothing wrong with them, but I will say nothing fits like a new croc. I didn't Ooh. realize, but over time, you know, they kind of, I guess, kind of flatten down, you know. Yeah. Wear out. I slipped these bit. on. I got, I got them today. I slipped them oh. on. Like, man, that, that's a good fit right there. Dude, nothing. Is that like a top 10 satisfying feeling? Putting your foot into a new croc. I probably would not put it in my top 10. (laughs) Top 10. (laughs) That's a list that we're going to have to do. Top 10 satisfying feelings. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Anyways, we're moving along here. Uh, Tim, I I didn't shout out your new hoodie. I'm sorry. I didn't. It's kind of blurry. You would have known. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know if I would have noticed that this was a new hoodie though, because I don't I don't know if I see you wear many things, you know, like it wouldn't have been like yeah, I'm normally oh, naked. Oh, Tim, you're wearing a new hoodie. So, <laughs> what did you just say? You said you don't see me wear many things, and I was like, yeah, I'm normally naked on this show. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like you know, I don't see you wear, you know, like I don't see you every day wearing something different, and then you know, one day you're wearing this hoodie. I'm like, oh, well, sure, we don't we don't normally. That interact in person but i will say i and i don't i don't it might actually be weird if you did notice this but i know (laughs) that when we come into the podcast when we record i know that we're going to be on video and so i'm very intentional about i try to wear something different every week just for the fans there's been a couple of outfits that have had some recurrence they've circulated uh, but for the most part, I try to be original every episode. And so I was like, I got this new hoodie. I might try it out. I got my Hawks red t-shirt here. Woo! Rest in peace, the Hawks. And and uh, I will say this. I try to wear a different hat every episode. Um, I've seen Braves a lot. I don't yeah. know how many Braves hats I have a lot of Braves have. hats. Okay. <laughs> I've got okay. probably, let me count. I've got one, two, three, four, five, maybe five or six Braves hats. Oh, okay. so. Yeah, I've got a good bit. But this one right here is maybe one of my favorite ones. It is a black one that has a white A. It's like a dad hat. Um, I plan on keeping this hat forever because I got it during the season that the Braves won the World Series. was wearing it when they won the World Series. It's a special hat. So I'm going to keep it forever if I I can. Well, I I can support the sentiment, but this is a... Right now, a podcast mm. about the NBA. So I need a Hawks hat. Shift focus. You did get a Nets hat, so. Anyways, right I need. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> All right, let's get into the NBA recap. Really, what the NBA recap is going to be like uh, going forward in the playoffs? Is this really kind of? Sorry, I was a little late to that, I guess. My apologies. It was perfect. It was right oh, okay. when I, I was finished saying what I was saying, and it was just, you, you timed it perfectly, Tim. Um, basically, the, the NBA recap going forward is going to be us just kind of covering each series. We've already talked about a few of the series, so we may not go into super deep detail on all of them, um, but we will kind of, go through each series 
uh, for the NBA recap. So first and foremost, we we've talked about it. The Heat finally took care of the Hawks. Uh, they won four one in the series. They are moving on to the conference semis, and they will be going up against the winner of the 76ers Raptors series, which has gone to a game six, Tim. I mean, Philly leads the series three to two right now. It's been announced that uh, Joel Embiid is playing through a torn thumb ligament. He's going to just suck it up, take on the pain, and try to make it through this series. I mean, it's kind of weird that the Raptors have been able to take two games from them. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Do you think Philly can kind of finish the series here in this next game? I I mean, I feel like they've got the potential, but we talked about it last week. The Raptors are kind of a sneaky team. I yeah. How did they get to number five in the East? I have no idea. And I guess it really shouldn't be that shocking. I mean, the Phillies were four, right? And so, yeah. I mean, they're right there to, together, neck and neck. They're clearly a pretty, uh, you know, equal matchup here. Right. I it's guess it shouldn't be as much field. of a surprise. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, just on face value, look at at the the seventy sixers versus the Ra- the Raptors. I mean, just looking at those teams, I would, I and we did, we we talked about how we thought this would be an easy sweep. So I don't know, man. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, I respect Embiid's drive because he's been playing with this injury for a few games now. Yeah, and it's probably if he, I mean, I'm assuming he's playing through it because he knows if he doesn't, there's a chance they wouldn't survive but i mean at the same time at what cost is this gonna you know do you want to get through the raptors just to lose to the heat you know i mean if if he's out you know what i mean like i don't i I would just hate to see him hurt himself more and then not be able to play against the heat so i don't know exactly that's a great point to make i mean is it worth it like can you rely on james harden tyrese maxey you know Tobias Harris to step up and win this series without you. I mean, I think they probably could, you know, I don't know though, because, uh, you know, Raptors have some big men. Joel Embiid is maybe the only match to that, you know? And Mm -hmm. so maybe they do need him, you know, to be able to win this series against the Raptors. But I will say it's, it's not going to be an easy road for the 76ers, especially with Embiid with a torn thumb ligament. I mean, with the Heat coming up, he's got to go up against Bam Adebayo, which Embiid, obviously, he's probably probably number two best big man in the league behind Giannis, I would say. Um, and even, I would say he's above Jokic, too. Um, so I'd say I'd put him at two when it comes to big men. So I think he could definitely like outplay Adebayo. But with a, with a torn thumb ligament, and like you said, if, if it continues to get worse, I mean, let's say they make it past the Heat, they make it past Adebayo, then you're going up against either the Bucks or the Celtics. And if you're playing up against Giannis, I mean, oh my gosh, I mean that's literally one against two there. And you know, your thumb is not going to get a break for the as long as he knows right. going into the play. And I think that's probably why he's just saying, "F it, I'm playing through it. I can't afford." to miss any of these games. I think he knows that the 76ers have a serious chance to win it all this season. And so he's not going to let anything get in the way. So I, I respect it. I respect it, man. You know, he's, he's pushing through it and he's, he's doing, he's literally putting his body on the line for the team on this situation here. So I got to give it to him. 
So you're 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 saying 76ers, you think they still have the chance to pull it off against the Raptors? Well, for my sake in terms of the wager, yes, I sure <laughs> yes. I sure hope so. I at agree point, with you. I've got all of 10 points so far. <laughs> I've got 10 points with the Heat. So maybe if the Sixers win, got, but you I'll had get... the Bucks going too and the Bucks just yep. clinched their uh spot. So there's 20 right there for you. Yep. If the Sixers win, then that puts me at 30. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the 76ers. Um, their next game is going to be Thursday night. So by the time that y'all listen to this on Friday, you will already know if uh, the game is, if the series is going to go to game seven or if the Sixers finished it off. Um, next series, we've got Milwaukee Bucks went on to defeat the Bulls four to one. Um, Whenever we did the playoff uh, bracket prediction, I thought that this was going to be a sweep uh, by the Bucks. I, you know, I think Demar Derozan was really their only hope in Chicago. He went off that one game, allowed them to get that victory. But other than that, t- um, tonight the game where the Bucks clinched, Alex Crusoe was out, Zach Levine was out. It was literally, you know, Vucevic or Vucevic, right? Yeah, and uh, and. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, you know, that was, that was Chicago for you. So, uh, Milwaukee puts up the four, one victory moves on to the conference semis. I think this was, you know, everyone basically, you know, believed that that was going to be the outcome for that series. Um, you know, do you have any parting words for the bulls? Their season ends here. You know, it was a very much a roller coaster, uh, ride for their Definitely. season, maybe just one that went up and then just straight down, and then the ride was over. <laughs> uh, because it really wasn't like, oh, are they going to be good? They're going to be bad. I don't know. It was like they were really good at first, and then just lost everything. So, right. I don't know. Say lovey, deuces. Uh, next up, we have the Boston Celtics. And then we have the Suns and the Pelicans. No, 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 no. We are going straight into the Celtics net series, which we've already talked about a good bit tonight already. Uh, but they were the only series uh, that a team was able to sweep another team. Uh, they foroed the Brooklyn Nets and just moved on with ease all the way to the conference semis. Again, we've talked about this a lot tonight, Tim. Uh, but this is it. This is the end of road for the Nets. Do you have any parting words for them? <laughs> I mean, no, in all honesty, I, I'm frustrated, you know, as a fan is when their team loses. Yeah. If we had to lose to a team, it, we couldn't have asked for a better team to lose to. I mean, the Celtics have played just so wonderfully. The yep. second half of the of the whole season, um, you know, if we were playing against, say, the Raptors, right, or the Pelicans, yeah. uh, if we could, you you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to think of these teams. that's just like we can beat them, yeah. And then we still lost. That would be heartbreaking. But it's the Celtics, and I, it's you know, I they were the two seed for a reason. They were, and you know, I, the Celtic, uh, the Nets, obviously were were barely made it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Again, they had the potential, but they never figured it out. I, I, you know, I'm not upset with who we lost to. I mean, it, 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 it hurts to see the Nets go. Obviously, was pulling for them. You know, my fandomness of them was kind of a roller coaster in and of itself. But <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I, I I'm proud to say that we went out fighting some of the best in the, in the league. That's true. What about um, you know, this could we could go into this for hours and hours, but I just want to touch briefly on it if we if we can touch briefly on it. Ben Simmons had come out and said that he was going to play game four. All of a sudden, game four comes around, Ben Simmons is not playing. And and then it comes out after the series is over that Ben Simmons says he has a, a mental block that is causing this back pain. Well, you know, Ben Simmons and his situation aside, I've been saying from the beginning of the playoffs, we cannot depend on Ben Simmons. I don't even think that we should even really want him to play. Mm. And maybe he was the missing piece. I don't know. But I just, at that point, if if he was, if he was the missing link to to solve our chemistry issues, regardless of whether or not he played a game four, at that point, it's just too late. I mean, maybe we could have scrambled and come back, surprised everybody. But I, what are the chances of that, right? Right. So, I mean, his situation is strange and unique and maybe frustrating for some people. I don't I don't really have much to say to that. But I just, you know, if if him coming out and saying I'm going to play game 4, if that had the Nets think, "Oh, this is it." You know, I their then their focus was in the wrong place to begin with. And I and I I think that was that would have been a complete, you know, miss miss uh missed, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like I know what you're. I know they what put you're their saying. focus the, at that point. Yeah. You know, they had a chance to to hey, let's here. Here's who we have. We've got yeah. Kyrie. We've got Katie. Let's work with what we've got. Let's not. Yeah. Well, so. let's like if if they were just waiting for Ben Simmons to be to get there to win, like you've got your priorities in the wrong wrong area there. Like mm-hmm. you, you, your priority should be to win no matter what. Not let's you know. Oh, thank God we got Ben Simmons now, and now we can have a shot like i agree with you you've said it beautifully we'll get more into the ben simmons saga here in the off season we'll probably talk about it in a few off season episodes so uh we'll get into that later but for now on celtics move on they play milwaukee in the conference semis that will be one hell of a series that i looking forward to so let's move over to the western conference side uh phoenix suns up three two against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I I think, again, most of us thought that the Suns were just going to obliterate the Pelicans, uh, that they were going to sweep them potentially. Uh, But as of right now, it's a 3-2 series. Suns are up. Devin Booker dealing with the injury uh, has was out for game four and five, but he is eyeing a return for game six. So there's a chance that he comes back game six. Um, I don't know. Do you think they should rush him to get back? Uh, or do you think that they can kind of finish off this series without him? I mean, let's let him, what if he gets to rest up a little bit longer before they go on to play the next, you know, the conference semis, or do you think he is a big enough piece that they need him to be able to take down the Pelicans? I mean, I think more than any other matchup in the whole first round of the playoffs, I thought this one was a a given. Yeah. Clearly it's not. The Pelicans are proving to be pretty formidable, you know, foes here. Yep. I, again, I haven't really focused too much. I don't know what have these games looked like. Is are they close when mm-hmm. 
the Suns are winning, you know, where I, where are these two victories coming from? I have no idea. Maybe they do need um, Devin. Maybe I, they need I, D Booker. I don't know. I mean, I, it, you know, out of the out of the matchup, I'm rooting for the Suns. If they, I, I don't want them to just think, well, we've got this. Let's let them rest up. But yeah. I don't know. It just kind of goes back to the same argument with uh, with Joel Embiid, right? So yeah, I don't know. I mean. I definitely think that, um, you know, if the Pelicans somehow pull out the victory here against the Suns, it'll probably be one of the bigger upsets. You know, like it'll be definitely the biggest upset in this NBA season, but I could see it being, you know, an upset that goes down in NBA history. Like the eighth seed takes out the number one seed that, by the way, number one seed, literally the best team in the league that season. So right. I think it'd be super surprising um, just to kind of give you a recap of their series. Cause you were saying you weren't sure if the games were close or not throughout the series. Uh, Suns uh, won game one, one ten to 99. So that was a, you know, 11 point victory there. Uh, they lost game two against the Pelicans. Uh, Pelicans won one twenty five to one fourteen. So I mean, that's pretty good separation there. Uh, game three, Suns won one fourteen to one eleven, so that's a three point margin. Pelicans came out and won game four, one eighteen to one o three. You know, wider margin there. And then in game five, Suns won one twelve to ninety seven. So uh, this next game, game six, will be played in New Orleans. Uh, so again, the way this series has gone is one team wins. Then the other team wins. They just keep flip-flopping back and forth. So it's time for the Pelicans to to win a game if, if they're going to continue to follow this order that they're going in here. But, um, you know, it's definitely a good place for the Pelicans to be. I mean, yeah, they're down one game, but they're going back at home now. So, you know, arguably they've got the momentum going into this game, even though the right. Suns won last game. Uh, I don't know. Suns got to end it here. They just they they don't want this to go to game seven. Just end it here. Those are my thoughts, at least. Mm-hmm. Next up, probably one of the most boring, not really watched <laughs> or kept up with series of the playoffs. We've got the Mavericks up 3-2 on the Jazz. Um, I've watched, a, I think I watched a little bit of game one. Haven't really kept up with it ever since then. Um, I know Luca eventually came back. I want to say the first game he came back, the Jazz won, which was kind of crazy. Uh, but I know they won last game, and like I said, they're up now three-two in the series on the Jazz. Um, you know, give me anything. What what have you seen in this series, if anything? You know, I know you haven't really. Yeah, I, I doubt you less really... of it than you, to be honest. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I caught like I was watching another game and then it ended and then this one rolled in, mm-hmm. you know, I probably turned it off after a couple minutes. Not that I don't, I mean, we've mentioned it before. I don't know anything about the jazz. We've just never really looked at them. Yeah. Um, and anytime I've ever seen, uh, the Mavericks play, mm-hmm. it's, you know, against one of my teams, they were either playing against the nets or against the Hawks. And I was always rooting against Luca. So, Right. You know, in my mind, he's kind of a, a foe, and I I don't know. I just don't care to see necessarily them move on over the Jazz or right. You know, I don't know. I I thought the Jazz could take this uh this series. 
but uh, you know, I've I've been listening to some sports podcasts. I've been kind of reading up on some articles. Apparently, Jazz are just a great regular season team, but then when it comes to playoff times, they are just not competitors. Um, I mean, the Mavericks are up again. Like I said, three two in the series. Luca was out for some of the series. At, whenever we did our prediction episode, I said if the Jazz want to win this series, they need to take every game that Luca is not playing, and they didn't do that. They let um you know Brunson or uh, yeah, I want to say his name is Jalen Brunson put up forty one points on him one night, and it's just like you can't afford to allow someone that is not named Luka Doncic to put up that many points on you in the playoffs. I mean, you need to be winning these games. And I mean, I think it just goes to show you Mavericks are real contenders. They're, they're going to show you, uh, you know, a good game here. Uh, the next game is going to be, uh, in Utah. So, uh, all of that to say, you know, this is, the Jazz's last hope here. They are playing at home. If they want to make it past into the next round, they've got to win this next one at home. We'll see if it happens. Um, I know that um, Donovan Mitchell dealing with an injury, but he said he's good to go for game six, so we'll see what they can do. Next up, we've got the Golden State Warriors going up against the Denver Nuggets. Golden State Warriors are up 3-1 in this series. They are still currently playing a game right now as we speak on Wednesday night. It is the fourth quarter, 9 minutes, 58 seconds. Uh, Denver is currently up 79-77, to so it is a pretty close game here. Um, it's going to probably come down to the wire to see if the Warriors can. What was that, Tim? It's a song. I was about to say, I know. I don't know that song. Bad reference, dude. (laughs) Um, we'll, We'll see if the Warriors can go ahead and finish off the Nuggets tonight. Um, I know if I had some nuggets in front of me, they'd be finished off. Um, <laughs> Tim, any any thoughts on this series so far? Um, similar to the one before, it's kind of a, one of the more boring. For whatever reason, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I don't know, man. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I don't want to. I don't want to spend our time just talking about how boring it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it was funny because at the beginning of this series, I or at, in the prediction episode, I thought this was going to be just as competitive as the Boston Brooklyn series, and it's been boring, and it's definitely not been Boston Brooklyn series. I think that was just a horrible comparison on my behalf. Um, but maybe we'll see the Warriors finish it off tonight. We'll see. Um, next up and finally we have the Grizzlies Timberwolves battle for the forest, uh, series. Memphis is up three, two heading to Minnesota for game six. Uh, and we've talked about that a good bit tonight as well. You know, I think we both want to see the Grizzlies move forward, see what they can do up against whoever wins the Warriors Nuggets series. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is honestly to me, this has been the most exciting series to watch. Every single game has been a banger. Like I've, you know, I've really enjoyed it thoroughly, 
through and through every single game in this series has been so much fun to watch. We've had buzzer beater winners. We've had arguably the dunk of the year last night when Jaw just absolutely murdered a man live on television. It, I, I was tell, telling our group chat this uh, today, how last night when I was watching the game and Jaw, you know, made the dunk, I was in the living room. Clarissa was in the bedroom and I was just watching the game and I saw the dunk. I go, Oh my God. And she runs in from the bedroom. What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm just like, John Moran, just, you've got to see this. He just dunked on someone. Scared her half to death. But it literally gave me that reaction when I saw the dunk. I was like, mm-hmm. that might be the best dunk I've ever seen. Um, But, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the Grizzlies and Timberwolves game six. Uh, it should be a good one. So, like you said, you're going Grizzlies, Tim? Oh, absolutely. All the way, baby. Except when they play the Suns, I think you said they were gonna they're in their series there. So, alrighty, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Not a Sports Guy podcast. Again, make sure you are following us wherever you uh, go on social media, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. We are there at Not a Sports Guy podcast. Tim, where can they email us? Um, could you repeat the question? I said, Tim, where can they email us? Ah, okay. Uh, I believe it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, it happens very rarely, but occasionally I am. Not a sports guy podcast at Yahoo. Gmail. Gmail.com. Sorry, my apologies. And as always, we cannot end the episode without a listener. It's just your goal to cut me off every single time. Zachary underscore Barrett is this week's listener of the week. Thank you so much, Zachary, for following us on Instagram and, uh, keeping up with our content. We really appreciate it. I believe it's pronounced Zachary. So thank you, Zachary. Okay. Zachary Barrett. Thank you so much. And we appreciate all of your listens. Um, As always, everybody, we will be back next week for another episode of not a sports guy playoff basketball. And as always, playoff.